the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. That's the number that Fred in Dublin called. Hey, Fred. As promised, you're on Bob Bernie Live. Thanks for calling and thanks for your patience. How you doing, Bob? I am well, thank you. Good, thank you. Hey, uh, you know, I know we uh, earlier in the week, uh, and I know you were talking about a lot of the uh, the gun violence that's been happening yeah. uh, throughout the country. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, I am a military veteran. I was in for 21 years in the United States Navy. Every time I swore to rein, uh, I reenlisted. I swore to protect the uh, uh, the Constitution of the yeah. United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. And you know, I'm I'm really concerned about what's been happening lately. A lot of people that were in the military won't agree with me, but you know, we we have to do something. You know, and I'm going to ask you something real quick because I want to know. I, I've asked people this before, but and don't look it up. Can you tell me exactly what the Second Amendment says? Not verbatim, no. Okay. So the Second Amendment, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, the Second Amendment says a militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, a lot of people, when they say, when they talk about guns and their four guns, they, they, only, they only reference the last part of that sentence. Oh, I, it gives me the right to people uh, to keep and bear arms. Well, if you can't separate the first part from the second part, you know, you know, it's 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 all together. You know, when they formed the the militia back when they formed the uh, the Continental Army, I should say, back in the Revolutionary War, you know, those were the people that were, you know, the farms, the villages, and the towns. They all had guns, and that's that's what formed the Continental Army for General George Washington. You know, but you know, I don't think the founding fathers ever thought that we were going to have. You know, a local police force, you know, sheriffs, highway patrol, FBI, ATF, you know, a National Guard and a military that's uh, pretty much been second to none, you know, around the world. Uh, I, I just I don't know. We have to do something and I don't know what the answer is, but we have to do something. And every time something happens, one of these shootings, you have the people on the left saying, oh, you got to take away guns. You got to do more restrictions and so on and so forth. And then you got the people on the other side going, no, you're not taking away my guns. You're not taking away, you're, not, you're just not taking them away. And then more and more shootings happen. Well, I, something's got something's to be done, and I don't know what the answer is. Well, Fred, first of all, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, the thing that jumped out to me with what you said is what I'm hearing constantly. We have to do something. I hear that. All the time. We have to do something. 
And then concerning the comments on the Second Amendment, uh, no, I could not quote it verbatim, but what I do know concerning the militia is that in 2008, in the Supreme Court case District of Columbia versus Heller, very, very famous Supreme Court decision, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled, and I quote, the Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with service in a militia, and to use that arm for traditionally lawful purposes such as self-defense within the home. So the Supreme Court in 2008 declared that, yes, the militia is mentioned there, but the right to bear arms is not absolutely connected with a militia. That's number one. Number two, one of the reasons why uh, totalitarian governments have not taken over is because they knew that the citizenry had guns. There are millions of guns in America. Now, the U.S. military obviously has incredible weaponry and so forth. But one of the reasons why I don't think we will see a totalitarian president declare martial law and just take over the country is because they know of the millions of people who have weapons in their homes. So I, you know, someone said the second, well, President Biden said the Second Amendment is not absolute. I agree with that. There are people who should not have a gun. There's no doubt about that. Uh people smarter than myself are going to have to figure out how do we determine who should not get a gun? How do we determine that? There are people that are mentally unstable who have violent backgrounds. We already have laws. If a person is a felon, they can't um, own a firearm. So... uh, From friends that, that I post on Facebook is, you know, well, if everybody was armed, you know, we had concealed carry or whatever, or open carry, like President DeWine signed for the bill here in Ohio. All these criminals, they would they would be shaken in their boots because they wouldn't do all these all these crimes that they're doing. I don't believe that. I honestly, God, do not believe that. Uh, they, you know, you got an AR-15 with multiple rounds uh, versus uh, somebody with a nine millimeter that they only had. You know, how many of her rounds in there? I, I don't know how that's going to... I don't know. I, I don't know how that's going to work. But Well, I have to come back to the ultimate cause, and that is the human heart. Guns, yeah. guns don't kill people. It's the person who pulls the trigger that kills people. And I, I am a very practical person, Fred, just very practical. I don't claim to be incredibly intelligent. I mean that sincerely. Uh, I look back to the time when guns were so available, and I've I've given this illustration probably a hundred times, and I apologize. I grew up in Southern California, but I went to my grandpa's farm in uh, Mount Vernon, Missouri, every summer. Everybody had guns. You went to Dairy Queen, pickups. They all had gun racks and probably loaded guns. The high school had pickups parked in the parking lot with rifles, hunting rifles, much more powerful, actually, than an AR-15, in the back glass of their, of their truck. 
They weren't shooting people. We we have restricted, 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 restricted weapons, and crime has continued to go higher. And I keep coming back. The cities and the states with the most restrictive gun laws has the highest rates of gun violence. Chicago as a city, California as a state. More gun deaths in California than any other state in America, and they have some of the most restrictive gun laws. So I don't think that's the answer. But I'll give you the last word, Fred. Well, I just I just hope something happens soon, because I think if it keeps happening the way it has, I think the government's just going to take control and people aren't going to like it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that and that I agree with that. I agree yeah. with. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could you and I will you and I will agree on that. Hey, Fred, thanks for the okay. call. And again, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you. All okay. right. Bye bye. Uh, again. I hear this constantly. We have to do something. Mayor Ginther said it. Joe Biden said it. Chuck Schumer said it. Nancy Pelosi said it. We have to do something. What? All right, quick break. And uh, uh, when we come back, we'll go to uh, Mike in Northwest Columbus. If you want to jump in on the discussion... 877 Bob Live 877-262-5483. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I'm going to go to Mike, but just quickly, I, hey, I don't know anything about guns. But when you hear people on Capitol Hill, a senator, a representative, or the mayor of Columbus, we have to outlaw assault rifles. And then they immediately talk about AR-15s. Immediately assume they have no clue what they're talking about. An AR-15 is not an assault rifle, not even close. The AR does not stand for assault rifle. It's the company that made it years ago, a Merrillighter, but I don't remember. But the AR does not stand for assault rifle. That's number one. Number two, there are many rifles that are much, much, much more powerful than the AR-15. In reality, compared to many rifles, it's not really that powerful a gun. It really isn't. So why do people want to ban them? Number one, they look nasty. They look bad. That's number one. Seriously, the way they look. Number two, they're very popular. They are very, very popular among sports shooters, people who want target practice and so forth, and eh, they're occasionally used for uh, hunting. But they're very, very popular, and so they have been used in some shootings simply because of their popularity, not because they are more powerful, and it's certainly not because they are assault rifles. 
So when you hear someone say, we've got to ban assault rifles, they're not talking about the AR-15. If they banned assault rifles, it would have nothing to do with the AR-15. But they could tell their constituents, look what we did, and we did something. All right, let's go to the phones, and I've got Mike in Northwest Columbus. Hey, Mike, you're on Bobberty Live. Welcome. Hey, talk about small world. I know Fred. We go to the same church. Do you really? We're in the same faith-based men's group, yeah. Wonderful. That's great. I'll just see him Saturday, Sunday, and maybe Monday, too, and next Wednesday. So, yeah, I know Fred real well. Well, give him my regards. Um, Oh, I will. Um, The thing is, doing the right thing. The police need to start doing the right thing. We had past couple of incidents that they were afraid to go in. We need the FBI to do the right thing. I've, you know... In uh, Parkland, the FBI knew this kid was bad, and somehow the one office couldn't bother communicating with the other office. You know, we, Columbine's been over 20 years ago, yet they've not really hardened these schools. You, you know, a lot of the federal buildings are hardened. The White yeah. House is hardened. A lot of the Congress is hardened. We need to hard, harden, these, harden these schools. And another thing is what they don't really report how many times a good person stops a bad person with a gun. That's never reported. The statistics yeah. aren't reported. You don't hear it on the evening news, nothing like that. But, you know, that that is a fact. People do, do stop these crazy people. Well, it, it's, an, it's, an, it's a scapegoat, Mike. Yep. It, it is, the gun is a scapegoat. And I keep going back to very practical things. Years ago, guns were much, much, much more accessible, easily purchased, etc. And yet we have none of the mass shootings. So what has changed? The guns? No. The availability? Yeah, it's harder to get a gun today. But what's happened? The heart of people. And we never hear about this, but this is my constant plea. Violent video games. Yep. Of all of the mass shootings, eventually we have heard that every one of them, the person involved, usually a young person, was addicted, absolutely addicted to very, very violent video games. I only know of one case where that was not proven. It wasn't disproven, but it just wasn't proven. Uh, All of this started with Columbine, both of those young men. We're, yep. we're obsessed with violent video games, and I don't hear anybody talking about that. I don't hear anybody. No, no Hollywood, the, the, the you know computer software companies, they make all kind of money in that stuff, and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. all, these, all, all these games, even the newer games, it's all violent like that. Yeah. All right, Mike. So good to Thanks, talk Bob. to you. Thanks. And uh, next up, we've got Bob in Westerville. Hey, Bob. How are things in my hometown? Welcome. Uh, doing well, driving through it right now, so all good. Good. Hey, um, I, just, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm an originalist when it comes to the Constitution. I believe that, you know, the, the founding fathers uh, and, and those that, uh, you know, set amendments to our Constitution, I think they did that thoughtfully, and I think that they meant for all of us to have muskets. I would be totally in favor of being able for people to bear muskets, but we certainly don't need something that holds 30 rounds of ammunition. Um, and to the other uh, caller's point, he was saying you don't hear about how many good guys with a gun kill bad guys with a gun. It's 3%. It's 3% of, of bad guys are shot by good guys. In reality, 
the, in, in mass shootings, the overwhelming majority of people who kill the bad guys is the bad guy himself. They, they usually shoot themselves. So I think uh, if, if we were talking about muskets and, yeah, everyone should be able to write, we don't need militarized weapons in, in our, our populist hands. So what should people be allowed to, to buy and sell in, in, in the line of weapons? Muzzle loaders. <laughs> All right, Bob. All right, thanks. I think those comments were made with tongue firmly planted in cheek. Uh, it's a difficult discussion. It really is. I am a firm believer in the Second Amendment. And I, I, again, I think the fact that there are millions of weapons in homes would prevent a totalitarian government doing here what they have done in so many other countries. If you look at complete country takeovers, one of the hallmarks was taking away individual guns. Uh, But I don't believe it's absolute. There are people who should not have weapons. How do we determine that? I don't have the answer. I don't pretend to. I don't have all the answers. I don't. But I do know this. You should be in a good Bible-believing church this weekend. If you don't have one, make this the weekend you begin searching for one. And wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.